0: Fernando here, and this is in recreations. Now, today we have an epic slash mad hip hop artist named Arkham, which at first I thought was Reckham, like and Rock, like the movie, but I was totally wrong. It's actually called Arkham. And this dude, I have to say, he has pretty mad music. Like, your style is pretty epic. Like, I heard your song Last Goodbye, and it made me think of NF. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, it gave me that type of feel. Like, what's that song about? Um, that song. It
1: was very NF-inspired, I very drew drew a lot of inspiration from his music, but it was just really, I would reached a point in my life before I started the music, you know, just kind of going through a lot of different things, a lot of different emotions and, you know, I wanted to be able to apply, you know, that sense of, you know, hopelessness, that sense of, you know, just not wanting to be here, but kind of take my personal spin on it, but also make something that people would relate to, you know, like have the same emotions and, and what was funny about that it was actually written as a poem like way way before the song the whole first verse was a poem written way before the song was even created and i just i heard it and i it meshed so well together and it really matched um alex uh, marie brinkley who sang the chorus her chorus was just so powerful i just felt really really moved by it yeah and so it just it really came together well and you know, I always wanted to be like that out of box musician, you know, some people don't want to talk about, you know, suicide and understandable. But I'm like, you know, I want to try to take on that topic head on, you know, dress it, let people know, hey, it's OK to talk about it. You know, we're all human. We all we all go through it. I'm sure at one point or another, you or maybe someone you know has gone through it. And I know a lot yeah. of people have personally gone through it. So I just wanted to make something that people would relate to.
0: Yeah, because I don't, I don't understand why people be all be down that type of style. Because actually, um, to me, like that type of style is more um, motivational. Like it wants people to like you know whenever, yeah. it, it makes people not feel alone anymore. Yeah, most definitely. I I couldn't agree more
1: with that. It's like you're letting people know, you know, you know why we're musicians, we're entertainers, but we're people. You know, we want to really we want to bond and connect with people, not only just on a fans, but on a friendship level. You know. It, And so it it really was just kind of a nice connection. You know, people look at people like musicians, it's like, oh, they're so they're so powerful, especially in mainstream media. But at the end of the day, they're they're the same same kind
0: of people. You know, it's funny you say that, though. Like, actually, like, I think it was yesterday, I believe I saw this dude. I don't know. You know, his name is Paul McDonald. I saw I saw that. Yeah, I did. I saw that video he made, uh, which is very, 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 very risky. Um, I'm starting to see all his stuff. That dude doesn't give a crap. No. Um, <laughs> he was writing about um, he was writing about how Caucasians are always looked at as racist, mm-hmm. especially because of that. But coming from an African American, like to me, I mean, okay, racism still exists. Okay, it's never gonna really stop. But like just because someone is Caucasian, you know, it happened like how many years ago doesn't mean that they're automatically like you know against african-americans you know mm-hmm. and i myself like i get tired of that too and i saw that dude do that that song about okay just because i'm just because i'm white doesn't mean like i'm the god i want to hit you with a trigger i may be this but i'm not the one that says and then he did a pause and i was like okay he didn't yeah. say it but you, i know what he's trying to say but i understand like it's a really really edgy song it's like stuff like that it's not only really mm-hmm. standing out but it's like it's like a voice that heard you know what i'm saying oh yeah and, stuff like that like i think it's more relatable than than the mainstream these days you know yeah which mainstream there's something wrong with the mainstream but like oh yeah <laughs> it doesn't seem as it doesn't seem as good as it used to be anymore. yeah
1: there there's definitely a bit of a discrepancy but back to your point on him it was just you know it is like you said it is a risky move and you know but I mean, people can relate to another song that was kind of like that, that uh, I don't know if you heard it. Um, I'm not racist by Junior Lucas. Yeah. And, you know, I yeah. love how he took both perspectives, you know, because people on each side, they're going to have their opinions. But, I mean, you can mesh it beautifully. There are people out there. Unfortunately, like you said, it's just it's really it's really bad what happened. And, and unfortunately, there's still a lot of people on both sides, of, I ain't on to it, but at the end of the day, we are people, we are, we should be treated equal, and, you know, at the end of the day, that's what, that's what we really want to do, we, we're all brothers, we're all sisters, we really need to treat each other as such, because if we hurt one, we hurt the other, and I think that's what gets kind of lost in, in, in all of it, and, you know, we, we try not to create, like, a political debate and everything, but we really just, want, we really want to spread that, that, peace and love but actually go beyond that and try to push change and actually do something towards change not just say oh you know we're we're here for change but never really actually do anything about it you know yeah exactly yeah i i saw that song and it's like you know it is a risky move but it it is a bold move that could trickle on something even greater down the line so you never know where it could go yeah
0: Yeah, i think a lot of artists i think that's the reason why people are afraid to do that because they don't want to step out those boundaries you know but it has gotten a lot better. It has gotten a lot better compared to way when I was like in the 20s. oh yes, I will yes. say that you know today it's like almost it's like hit underneath the rug. Back then people were mm-hmm. old. Now they just like hit underneath the rug, and it's like it's almost to like put you don't even know who to trust you more yeah. now because it's like it's behind your back instead of in your face. You know oh, most that. definitely. Um,
1: I actually probably back in February I was actually out to with a buddy of mine out to eat. And there was uh, this Caucasian gentleman and there was a a group of African-American kids sitting there and they were just they were just eating their food. And all of a sudden he started making a big scene. And I was sitting there with my friend. I'm like, I can't believe this is really happening right now. Like, I had never actually seen this in person. Like, you know, it exists. But to be like right in the front lines as somebody's just harass them, you know, that that good person, you know, that's not right. You know, me and my buddy, we stepped in. The guy was pulling out his phone, like making a big scene. It's just. You know, you yeah, right in a public uh, restaurant. And so, you know, we stepped in, tried wow. to push him back and, and tried to defend him. And, you know, because at the end of the day, like I said, we're all we're all family. We're all human. You know, if, if somebody, no matter who they are, you know, step in and, and make a difference. It, it's going to go so much farther in the long run. You know, it left an impression on me. I hope it left an impression on them. Like there are good people out there like step in, try to make a difference whenever you can.
0: Yeah, because I, I remember like Dunkin' Donuts. It was happening to a biracial at our job. She was just a worker, and so oh no kidding. A uh, girl didn't want to be weak. Yeah, and some work. Some uh, customer didn't want to be weighted by her, <sighs> and the, the the worker got ticked off and called the manager. and Say, okay, can you can you get this uh, lady out here your talk to her? Son? she's uh, profiling me, and I was like, holy crap! Just like you, like I was kind of like, are you serious? Yeah, right it, now? exactly. Like, that was legit? almost the exact reaction. Like, are you serious <laughs>
1: right now? Is this really? <laughs>
0: okay <laughs> i mean it's not funny but it's just like why i mean seriously yeah. like at the end of the day we're all the same thing on the inside like yeah we both have the same we all have hearts unless you have two hearts and you're, you're yeah a, you're, yeah you a exactly you know you know what i'm saying you know <laughs> unless you got that but at the end of the day we all got the same thing we all think it's what we all think, we, we all think yeah. differently yeah. okay maybe some certain insides are <laughs> different from the other but you yeah, know what I, i'm saying. I get the point. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but, like, come on, man. I mean, Martin Luther King, he he had a dream. And in... actually, speaking of that, I was in D.C. the other day. And right where – it's kind of ironic, like, exactly where Martin Luther King did his I Have a Dream mm-hmm. speech. That exact place is one of the most biggest places, like, the most colorfulest places in, like, all of D.C. And I find that very really? ironic. Like, um. All you see is like a, a flood of like different nationalities, and I, I saw that. And I was like, "That's just so beautiful." Yeah, that's that makes um, that even
1: more profound. Like if you <laughs> like to be able yeah. to see that, that's really cool. I didn't know any of that.
0: Yeah, when you go to D.C. and go where like literally where he had the speech, mm. on it's like the most most overwhelming type of areas, and probably why a lot of people a lot of food trucks go yeah. there. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, it's just so amazing. So what's been happening now in your music lately? Really just uh, a lot of
1: album prep, a lot of trying to market the music. The big release mm-hmm. for the first album is December 15th. Really, there there's a lot of stuff, as you probably know, being a creator, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that okay. people don't really get to see, you know, all you know, the late nights of maybe you're writing, maybe you're working marketing. So really to get down to like the real nitty gritty, like... Building, trying to build a, a merchandise line, you know, trying to get my fan bases built up, a, as well as working on a few other albums as well to follow this project. So it's, it's really cool. I'm, I'm, I'm learning different things as I go along because I was very, very beginner when I started, you know, didn't know much of anything. It was actually a couple buddies of mine that, that taught me a lot of what I've been able to learn and just kind of picked up things along the way. But really what's happening right now is I'm prepping for the big album release, Pen and Paper, again, December 15th. It's been a, a fun ride. It's been a long ride, but uh, most definitely a fun ride. And there's a lot more to come. So I'm excited. How long has it been? Um, I have been probably pursuing, actively pursuing music for actually a little under, under a year. A little under a year, actually. About
0: okay,
1: I'd say about end of December, early January of uh,
0: 2017, 2018. So what makes you realize that you want to be a hip-hop artist?
1: There's just something very powerful and rooted in true hip-hop. The lyricism, the flows, the delivery, the stories that some of the best rappers can tell. It's just, it's a beautiful art. And oddly enough, growing up, that was never really, I guess, my genre of choice. You know, it was always more like classic rock and, and that kind. But as I grew older, I really... I really admired hip hop and what it stood for. I always loved poetry. I'd always loved what it what it stood for. And then really dissecting true hip hop. You really saw how people were able to really speak their mind, get their points across, but also enjoy and have have fun all along. So I, I really admired hip hop and you know, I really I just I love the energy it gave and I you know I really wanted to showcase my ability to people and say, and like with Last Goodbye, do things a little bit differently that people will enjoy, but at the same time can relate to, because that was the biggest thing for me starting off, especially with hip hop. I want to be able to relate to people and, and just, you know, I'm just a, a, a real guy who's just trying to uh, pursue a dream and hopefully people enjoy it. So
0: that, that was really my big uh, motivation for hip hop. I wish that was said more because I noticed that that's mainly only said in the underground industry. Yeah, it's never really said in the mainstream industry, you know. Yeah,
1: and it and it, and it said, and and we both know, growing up, you know, there there was good music, and but there's it been a, a shift over. I'd probably say the last few years, especially. I think it started um, like
0: uh, two years ago. Not even that long ago. It yeah, really, I, it was recently happened. It it's it's just like one
1: day. It just like it was like weeds. They just grew, they sprouted, and they spread. <laughs> uh, like yeah, I don't know a better way to put it, but you know there there is good music in mainstream there music, is. but at the same time, it's just it, there's almost like a disconnect. Like people make music just to keep making music and stay relevant, where I feel like the, the message and and the genuineness of all of it is kind of kind of forgotten. And, and and it's sad because people people don't live these lives that mainstream media tries to portray and it's you know it's a lot of money and a lot of women and and w- which has their place which is fine but mm-hmm. you know it's for me personally it's just not very relatable is it something i'd listen to 9 times out of 10 no because it's just not you know we all have different emotions you know I love emotions. You know, you can get amped up, you can get fired up, but there's also times you can just relax. You know, if you're having a bad day, just be able to turn on a tune, and I'm sure you know just be able to mellow out and chill out and make and find out. You know that there are people that are going through the exact same thing, and so you know that was that's what I think mainstream media is kind of lacking
0: a a little bit personally for me. I don't know about everybody else though. No, I think a lot of people agree with that, especially like I noticed. I think it was about five or six years ago they started to take away how they write verses like back then before it was like a verse a chorus a verse a chorus a bridge and then a lot of final chorus yeah now these days it's just like a two-line verse and full-on chorus and then a bass drop and then Uh. a chorus and then a bass drop it's uh, like it's like not even words anymore. It's just like <laughs> mainly music. It's just basically beats.
1: Exactly. And it hurts too. And you know, thinking about it, it's like, why are we following such a structure of what a song should be? You know, mm-hmm. like you said, there's you've got your your verse, you've got a bridge, you got a chorus, or or nowadays you've got a verse, a two word bridge and chorus <laughs> and a beat drop. Like I mean, music's supposed to be spontaneous. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be exciting. It doesn't need to follow, like, all of these sets of, oh, it's got to have a bass drop. Oh, it's it's got to be the loudest. It's just, I mean, just have fun with it. Just be natural with it. And that's, and that's just really something that, you know, I hope a, a lot of people... Are inspired to do, no matter what. Like you know, just just have fun mm-hmm. with music. That's what it. That's what it's supposed to be. It's like it, it's a hobby for some. It's a career for others. But it's it's just a lot of fun. So enjoy that fun. Just be spontaneous with it. Make it your own.
0: Yeah, that's how it was. That's how it was meant to be in the beginning. Like it's meant to like help you like exactly you know, get out of like your reality. And it's just like oh crap, I'm stressed out. Yeah, let me put on some Jay Z. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there uh, you go. You know, let me put on some of that. You know, but like now it's like. You know, you know, you know what I think what really started this? The diner. You know? Yeah. This is the freaking song Panda. <laughs> F- F- was w- a freaking Fetty Wap
1: and designer were the two that I remember <laughs> that it started this whole thing. And now, now you barely hear of them. <laughs> so Yeah,
0: it's, it's like, um, it's like dramatic auto-tune. Now the beat is, is, is BA, yeah. but you can't understand what the hell they're saying. Yeah. We, and, which is most of the time. <laughs> and it's like, it makes me think like, I sound like a grandpa, but it, it makes you, it makes you sound like you're you're like you fifty, but yeah, like it's not it's not you're trying to be old. You're you're legit. You literally don't know what the heck you're saying. Yeah, it's
1: like back in my day. I remember when songs actually
0: had two <laughs> verses.
1: It's sad. It's sad, but we laugh. But it's kind of true right now, unfortunately. Yeah.
0: But like um, it's I know, the only thing I think that's it's okay to like for it to be music is like if it's like dubstep or like electronic music. Because that's how it was meant to be. But yeah. like when it comes to the music, especially hip hop, like I've noticed, okay, maybe it, maybe it's not this is just for, probably for everyone. Some people might disagree with this. A lot of times when you want to do a hip hop song, it requires a lot of words because you want to tell a story. Mm-hmm. But a lo- sometimes one of the greatest songs that are written in hip hop, they mm-hmm. require less words. Mm hmm. Now, do you do you believe that hip-hop should be written shortly or should it be like a full-on long song? Uh,
1: I guess that would be kind of like one of those scenes. It's, you know, make it your own. I think sometimes simplicity, the less mm-hmm. there is, the better. Sometimes if, you, if you've got a specific story you need to tell, sometimes longer words. I know a lot of my flows and delivery sometimes, you know, it's a lot of fast pace. You're trying to showcase that, which requires a lot of words but sometimes you know there is beauty in just just a few words you don't need a lot of mainstream takes that simplicity and kind of runs with it but simplifies the message which Mm -hmm. you can you can still keep that whole message with very minimal words you don't need it to be a, some s- storybook. If you don't need it to, if you just need a few words, but you've got a powerful message, by all means. So I, I think there is there is a balance there, to, most definitely, and and I I can agree to a point with that because there are some songs, you know, I've created and some are my favorite that are just are simple, and there's some that are a little bit longer. But like I said, you know, go ahead and make it your own. So there is there is beauty in it. You can keep it simple, most definitely
0: one of the uh, one of the best artists i believe who's actually freaking known for this stack writes long long songs but it's always inspiring at least uh, before it wasn't, it wasn't, but he still, he's still inspiring. Eminem, when he wrote Lose Yourself, palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy, there's vomit on a sweater already, mom's spaghetti's nervous, my heart is he look calm and ready to drop bombs, but he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down, the whole cloud goes to laddie he opens his mind, but the words won't come out, he's joking hot, everybody's joking now, the time's going out, time's you know what I'm saying? And when he wrote yeah. that, it, it, like, it's like it's like a long. And then he always does that. He always does. Um, even though he raps real fast, but he always he always fast. But he also in a certain tempo. But then he always goes outside the box and then inside the a certain uh, verse. And then it's and mm-hmm. then one verse rhymes with the inside of the verses. But it's all. It might be a long, a lot of words in one verse. But mm-hmm. every single time, there's always like an impact that you don't expect. And yeah. even though it's six minutes or eight minutes long, like Stan, mm-hmm. for goodness sake, Stan. Oh, yeah. That song was long, but, like, it's the it's story, you know? And I believe that he just does that because, you know, he wants to tell a story. Oh, yeah. Um, but now these days, uh, I don't know if he made Revival and Kamikaze. Yeah. Now, a lot of people are doubting his album. But I believe it's like, you know, the dude is in his 40s. I believe he's in his 40s. And, like, you know, he... He told his story, so what else is he gonna write about? Like, I don't see why, yeah, people expect so much from him. You know, give the man a break because mm-hmm. he he's not he's no longer in that. I mean, you still go through depression, but he's not in that same space. He told it all, so yeah. what, what else can he do? Yeah, his his
1: life's changed. You're an artist; you grow and you keep evolving. I mean, personally, um, Kamikaze's one of one of my favorites by him, just because he he told. He told a real story of what people wanted to hear, you know. Um, A lot of people question, it's like, why don't you go back to your old stuff? Well, now he gave us some of that. He gave us what we wanted, and he's still being critiqued. So it's like, you know, I mean, he's giving you what you want, but he's telling a very compelling story. And I'm not going to lie, the beats are fire. And some of his lyrics are some of the best he's ever spit. And, I mean, it was... It, it was one of those albums I I've, I listened to on repeat. It was just so it's like whoa, like I mean if he can if he can confront you know, hey maybe my last one wasn't as good as I thought or maybe my last one wasn't as up to your guys' standards. He's like who cares? I'm an artist. I'm evolving. Like you said, he, he's kind of told that story, that Slim Shady story. So yeah. with a lot of artists, once you've told that story, I mean you can keep building on it, but after so a while you're kind of just. I I call it buying into a brand, like it's not really who you are anymore, but it's helping your uh, image. You're just mm-hmm. so like if he kept with that wholesome shady thing for for years, I mean, he's just kind of buying into a brand of you know I'm just dark and angry. All that might not be who he really is. So I mean, if we can't enjoy his music as a different Eminem, then. You know, at the end of the day, you're not really a fan of his music. You're just a fan of like that sound, which has its place. But you know, you accept for an artist for an artist. You know, if they're staying true to who they are, by all means, keep creating. Because at the end of the day, you want to be different, want to be
0: spontaneous. And and personally, I I love I've loved his last project. I thought it was yeah, a, yeah. one of his best. So it's like when freaking MGK tried to go against him, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm going to do his only just this one time. He, he, I heard MGK wrapped up. It was, it was all right. But then yeah. I heard kill shot and I heard it. I was like, I was just laughing the whole time. Like, dang, what? <laughs> you know, yeah. because it's like, how could you come up with that and MGK response? All right, all, all right, okay. I, yeah,
1: I even know what to say. <laughs> I, I mean, he he won me over when he said, "Is that like Cheerios or oatmeal in the bowl?" And when he did that, referencing MGK's video, I'm like, all right, he won. <laughs> he's in my book, and I'm not gonna lie. I thought MGK actually had, you know, some very compelling, very good bars, and I thought he he kept going at him. He didn't get too far off track. The auto tune chorus, I didn't really understand, but you know, he's an artist, and you know, he, he he's made a lot more music than I have, so I'm I'm in no seat to judge. But I, in my book, after Eminem said that one line, I was like, oh. You you can't really recover from that right now. <laughs> maybe, maybe try again, but yeah. But and another yes. thing with like that got to me with MGK's mm-hmm. "Rap Devil." When you put that song on your album, it's like, you know, when it first came out, it seemed spontaneous. It seemed like, all right, you know what? I'm clapping back to his to his album. But then you put it on your album. I don't know. For me, that just kind of took that dynamic energy yeah. away from it because it's like, okay, you're just putting it on your album to sell it. You just went after him for the clicks more than actually yeah, going so after him. Come to you,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And I was just going like, to your um, your album. It, it's not it's like like Eminem. He just made it a single.
1: Yeah, exactly. He put it on his
0: album, you know, just so people can go to his album. Yeah, so cause... to me, it's almost like that's like the whole point he went after in the first place. Yeah. I mean, for MGK, it was more like he's starting his
1: own album story, which I don't know. It, it, it kind of lost a little bit for me, that song. I just thought like, you know, just leave it as a single. Let it be its own thing. It's not a part of any story. It's, it's going after M. This is, your, this is your own beef. This is your own story. Leave it off your album. Like let your album be its own thing. It can stand by itself. You don't yeah. need that. And if you do, then
0: <laughs> you might need to go back to the drawing board. <laughs> so, guys, saw one of his interviews, and uh, that's actually one of the things that Eminem said that you're only coming after me because I only know what he said was I don't want to go go hit back at you because I know for a fact that if I hit back at you, it's going to give you publicity, and I don't want. I, I, what's the point in and we're rooting for you when you went against my daughter. Yeah, exactly. You and... know? And so, like, he didn't want to take that hit, and he kept talking about it to his daughter. So he's like, you know what? Okay, whatever. I'm just going to do this one time. So, <laughs> Yeah, one time I'm done.
1: Yeah. And, and boy, did he... He nailed it. Well us put it <laughs> that way. He nailed it.
0: Yeah. So um, who would you say is your huge influence?
1: You know, it's tough. I, I've thought about this for a while since I've started music. You know, I did love the em- emotional side of nf i love the boldness of eminem i really more so now i'm getting into the 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 real 90s rappers you know big tupac tupac could tell a story like nobody else could and and just getting fairly rooted in hip-hop you know there's a there's a a lot of deep hip-hop especially like you said underground hip-hop you know another album that actually came out recently ti's new album i thought ooh, he had a he had a uh, his single his intro to that i thought was very powerful to it and it just it set the tone for the whole album you know like i going back to like classic rock you know growing up love queen's one of my favorite especially with the oh new my movie. god Queen, yeah i just yeah. saw that
0: yesterday oh, oh it's god. so good isn't it like oh my god <laughs> Oh, my God. Like, I heard I heard their songs, and half of the songs they made, I didn't know they made all that stuff. Yeah. And, like, they made all those freaking songs and how they transitioned to different type of styles. And, ooh, oh, yeah. my God. His I mean, voice.
1: Oh, oh he's my. one of the most powerful, magnificent voices I've ever heard. Just to be able to hit some of those notes, hold them for that long, and be able to just – to really just transition his voice like that. I It was just – they're, they're one of my favorites. You can say they're, they're rock. Maybe they're not rock. I don't care. They're one of my favorites of all time. Um, yeah. Heavy classic rock. Uh, Boston was another one. More modern music. One of my favorite bands of all time, Imagine Dragons. I mean,
0: oh, yeah. and yeah, I was,
1: yeah. it really hit me more so with their very first album and more of their stuff before they, they really blew up. I thought it was more true to their style. And they have a song, when they did Radioactive, but featuring Kendrick Lamar. Oh, Ooh. And Lamar spit his bars. It was just, it, it's your perfect pump-up song. I'll put it that way. Yeah. But um, hip-hop wise, you know, a lot of people are going to say, you know, Eminem and and that, you know. And he, and he did have uh, some effect, but, you know, a lot of like just, you know, another one, a big one, Logic. I loved his first album, Under Pressure. You know, it told he, he he's told stories with his albums that, you know, I, I hope to hope to not only mimic, but, you know, be able to improve on and tell um, my own stories, especially for with his first two albums under pressure, really just told his story of where he came from. And that's what I really tried to do with my first album was, you know, I wanted to be able to kind of introduce myself, have the first few tracks kind of explain my life before music and what got me into music and really the last couple tracks, you know, be able to bond with the audience, especially with the outro on my album, there is no beat. It's as if you're going up to a mic in an auditorium and you're just alone and you're just, you're spitting into the mic. Basically I'm telling more of my story, showcasing my ability, but you know, letting people know there's more to come you know, it's only going to keep getting better from here. I'm only going to keep learning and keep going. And so, that's why I guess Logic was a, a big inspiration for me. Um, I've seen some of J. Cole's work and it's he he's improved in my book. You know, I never really knew who it is and and basically, you know, not growing up around a lot of hip-hop, you know, you kind of have to introduce yourself to a lot of different artists and a lot of different genres inside hip-hop and inside rap. So, Those are just a few, but there's a lot of bits and pieces I take from a lot of artists. But at the end of the day, as a creator, you just try to be yourself. And so, you know, it might sound like egotistical, but I say, you know, I could use my life story as my biggest inspiration for music, you know, because I've seen things, been through things, and I hope to be able to relate that to people, hope to learn from their side of their stories. And, you know, just at the end of the day, be able to kick back and, able just to enjoy the company enjoy the music and so i guess those are some of my biggest inspirations for it
0: it's almost like whenever they put those headphones in or however they listen to their songs these days um, Mm so uh let's say like they're going through like a struggle and it's just like whenever they hear that song it's like a hand on their shoulder saying everything is all right i'm right here with you yeah you know it's almost like being a friend to someone especially when you do songs like that it's almost like okay I'm going to be right here into the very end. Don't you dare give up. Yeah, you dare stop. Exact, you know what I'm exactly.
1: I, I couldn't have said it any better. It's really just, especially with artists, you know, they have such a, an ability, you know, they are in the spotlight a lot, but you have such an ability to give back. And, you know, one of, one of my biggest pet peeves is when they ask, you know, big musicians, big artists, big creators, what can you tell somebody who's sitting at home watching this now? What can you tell them to get where you are now a lot of them will just say follow your dreams well that's not you know try to give them a blueprint you know be specific you know i always believe in on the hardest days where you want to give up work even harder because the greatest things are going to come out of it you know whenever and whenever you think about giving up just takes maybe walk away take some time but if you keep pushing keep going keep believing in yourself because at the end of the day nobody's going to believe in yourself more than you are going to So just you have to keep pushing, you know, it might be little details. Maybe take that opportunity at an open mic, maybe sign up to make a a movie at school to fall in love with uh, photography, filmmaking, you know, just take little steps day by day. And it's it's quite a process. But, you know, creators have such a big pull, you know, like you said, put that hand on their shoulder and say, you know, everything's going to be all right. If I can do it, I'm going to try to give the best blueprint to you to be able to carry on that torch, learn from me, and maybe even one day try to be, try to be better than me, to keep evolving, keep growing. And so there, there is a big pull. And so it, there is a lot of good things that can come out of it, but like musicians just, we need to be specific. We need to try to give back because, you know, people take the time, they take the money out to not only listen to us, but to support local artists. And, you know, at the same time, we
0: need to support local fan bases. You know, they're taking the time. We need to be doing the same. So. Well, yeah, it's almost like being a mentor, you know, mentor them. And so, like, like let's say someone wants to be like you, you know. Mm-hmm. Show, like, a friend of mine, Eva Aris, who's an indie singer in L.A., she does his free classes to mentor people through webcam and whatnot. Oh, really? And she literally teaches them how to sing, and, and they tell her what they're going. And she's, like, she gives them ideas and, like, help motivate them. To help them push to get next level and not only does it help them it also helps you too because it brings people towards you too oh yeah you know exactly and it brings loyal followers because oh my gosh he's willing to share this with me i love this guy i love this girl yeah you know and it's like you basically build a big family though like i remember uh, meeting uh, willow hill they don't want fans they go to every day every time they do a different concert they try to make family you know, they try to make friends. You know, they even take some of their fans to dinner and whatnot. Wow! Or uh, really, good, really connect with them, and that's what they believe. Like every every state they go to, they try to make friends with their fans. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what it's about. And people think, okay, I am done performing for you now, so I'm going to get into my car and go back to my hotel room because I do not want to be bothered with you. But I will take your money. Yeah, exactly. You know, I don't. It makes you look stuck up. Exactly.
1: I don't. You you don't feel connected to them. It's like, yeah. Why would I want to go pay and want somebody that really just showed up for the money and doesn't really care if I listen or not? I'm just a
0: number, not a person. So, Mm -hmm. that right there is makes it because it showed that you're genuine, it's like you're down to earth. And I remember uh, going to a a concert and I saw a Kung Fu vampire. Mm -hmm. When you see his image, it's like, holy crap, what the heck! (laughs) But the dude got mad bars though. But when you see him in person, he's like the most genuine, kindest person you've ever met. Uh, he he even gives you like little tips and he listens to you and whatnot mm-hmm. and it's like holy the dude was like we were like waiting in a long line he was literally instead of being inside preparing he literally walked out and talked to each person in line like just to communicate with the fans I'm oh like, wow, wow. <laughs> yeah. because it's so cool because and because it makes you like you know what? I'm not trying to be I'm not trying to look higher you i just want to show you that like you know i'm just like you you know yeah um the only difference is just i make music you know but i want i share this with you yeah you know exactly and and it's so cool uh, how some artists do that i just wish that was done more often yeah but in, a, in but also in their defense some of them do that because they have to protect themselves too yeah they you know saying
1: there's always that there's always both sides to the fence and you know fans need to see that from artists side and artists need to see that from fan side and 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 even as a small artist myself you know you have to be cautious especially it's because you know people are going to look at it as an easier way to say oh you know he's just up and coming if i say he's a fan you know it's an easy way to gain access and so you still you do have to say on on the alert on the offense a lot but you know especially when i'm able to perform when i'm have the privilege to perform I like to get the audience involved. I like to go out to the audience, perform in the audience. You feed off mm-hmm. that energy, and then they're like, oh, my gosh, I'm now a part of the show. Like, at my last performance, I was able to have two people sit down during one of my songs. It has, a, like, a, a question back and forth. It's more, like, rhetorical to myself. But to be able to pull in those fans and be able to talk with them, and you're, cre- like you said, creating family. It's like you're getting them involved. They'll never forget that, you know, time that so-and-so, came down to the audience or they talked to me and it's just, you can learn from a lot of musicians doing that. You know, it leaves a lasting impression. And if you can really control an audience and be able to bond with that audience who the sky's the limit for that kind of musician, because you've really, you've got the stage performance down. If you've got the music anywhere near that, you're going places because people, people are going to love that. They, they appreciate that. You're, you're like you said, they're family now.
0: So how would you state yourself as a different hip-hop artist?
1: I do... Everything that I write comes from personal experiences. It comes from hopes and dreams that I've had. It comes from 100% me. Everything I write comes... Everything in a song I write, it comes from me. There's nobody else. Um, If there's features on my song, those features, they write their own bars. We talk about it. We go over it. So it, it's it's you're getting a hundred percent authenticity. You're getting genuine lyricism. You know, I have the ability to rap. I would say pretty fast. I can also sing. You know, there's a lot of genres I dipped my feet into with my first album. There's a little bit. There's a, a couple songs you could say R and B. There's pop ballads, but there's there's hard hip hop. You know, there's I believe the third track on the album is called Release. It actually. Goes after people in my own life that I felt wronged me. You know, I don't have to state their names, but they know who's yeah. talking about. So you're getting, you're getting genuine, you're getting authentic, and you're getting somebody who's doing a lot of this with, who's self funded, who's doing it with two, three, four, five people, you know, very close people. So my big thing is the brand that you see, the music that you hear is all done by people I know. I'm not, I'm not with some ghostwriter who's writing on my music and i i've got somebody who's auto-tuning the crap out of my voice you know i try to keep it you know there are tweaks there are tricks you can't say that no uh person or musician doesn't use those little tweaks but i mean you hear it in live performances it'll, it'll come out eventually if you can rap fast or not if you can rap emotional if you can sing or not so I guess what really sets me apart, you know, I try to keep my music clean to keep it family friendly. But, you know, people hear it's like, oh, well, he doesn't he doesn't say all this stuff. Well, he's just he he'll never be that good in my book. Trust me, you can get what you want across in, in an angry enough way in, a, in whatever way you want. And it doesn't you can make it family friendly. And so yeah. I, I guess that's what may, sets me apart is that I try to outwork anybody I can. I try to give them 100%. If whatever you're hearing is coming from me, it's coming from my heart. And I try to make the messages behind the songs kind of walking a fine line between it's general enough to apply to somebody, but it's specific enough that that is my story. Whatever you're hearing, is exactly what I went through. So I really take pride in the music. I spend long hours, me and... My my team around me that I I can't thank enough for, just the opportunities I've given. Everything you hear is genuine, and I take pride in my work. And I just I'm gonna keep evolving. I'm gonna keep growing, and I just I mean, within eight nine months, you know, I've got people in Brazil, you know, fans in Brazil. Wow. I and it's it's mind blowing to me. But you know, I look at it. If I can do it, knowing almost nothing. Okay eight, nine months ago. Just think about some some of the the kids that maybe hear this, maybe that me or you come across, you know, that could be touched by that. And so if I'm able to give back, I mean that sets that sets musicians and artists and creators way up way above the rest. And so that's that's what really sets me apart.
0: Yeah, because a lot of people they want to give up so early because like they don't get They don't get everything so fast, you know, especially being in hip hop industry, Mm -hmm. because a lot of people are doing it. It's hard, you know? Oh, God. Um, Yeah. No idea. (laughs) It gets hard. So like a lot of people just want to give up, but you just got to keep on, especially in today's day and age, like everything is done. You can do it literally yourself, Mm -hmm. but it's it's better when you have a team. Yeah. But you can literally do it. Like you just got to keep on going, keep pushing yourself. You don't need someone to manage you. You can look for different places to perform at and give them Mm -hmm. a call, tell them what you do and connect with them. Yeah. Uh, you can't you can't just sit on your butt and expect people to find you. You have to get your name out there and move. Exactly, and that takes a lot of long hours, and some people don't
1: realize that. You know, you might, and and doing it all yourself, there's a beauty to it because you learn so many different things of how everything yeah. works. You can apply that to so many different things in your life. You know, yeah. Uh, I, I've been able to do music. I've touched into graphic designing. I've touched into oh yeah, producing. You know, marketing, um, communication you know, building, building friendships, but building business partnerships. I mean, you learn, you learn what goes on. yeah. Yeah. And so you really can apply that to everyday life. And so there's a lot of valuable things you can take away from that. It's not just music. And like you said, it's hard. It could take, I personally, I've had this conversation with myself, you know, right now I've got four albums planned ahead. So yeah and you look at it if album a year that's four years i might not even make it mainstream in four years it could take five it could take six it could it could be never but like you said you you just you can't give up and if you believe in your product and if you like i've seen results you know uh being able to meet so many different people you know the results are there. They speak for themselves. Just keep working. Your opportunities will come. You just have to take advantage of them and be able to dissect and decipher
0: which are the right ones for you to take as an artist. Also, I think a lot of this is because it's not really taught to be like independent because when you do it yourself, it teaches you to base more and more independent and do it yourself. Mm-hmm. And also, it teaches you to be a leader or if you want to have a team. Yeah. Because of you doing it all yourself, you can literally explain to them what to do because you understand their language. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes you be more diverse, but a lot of times we're taught to just be told what to do mm-hmm. instead of being taught to be like, okay, you it's all right to be an entrepreneur. You can do it yourself, you know, mm-hmm. get out there and be get active. Oh, yeah, know? most definitely. And, you know,
1: a, a big shout out too, to, you know, the the beat producers, the beat makers that I've, I've come in contact with, you know, I've built business fr- business partnerships and friendships with people you meet you get to meet so many new people you get to meet so many new cultures you get to just connect and you know be able to really i the word slips uh from my mind right now but be able to you know connect and you know maybe this producer hears your music maybe he loves it he shares it with somebody who shares it with somebody you don't know you're just you're really you're connecting you're building like a big web you know the the people you meet, I I've made lasting friendships through this that, you know, I would never regret. I've I've had the privilege of being on this podcast with you. You know, opportunities <laughs> like that, just they yeah. they don't happen every day. But you know, if you're if you're willing to put in the work, I mean, the benefits. You know, the the mainstream is like oh that's like the cherry on top. But just what you get to learn, the people you get to meet. You know, enjoy enjoy being. You know, just making music your own because one day if you ever hit mainstream you can't go back you know you can't you can't enjoy those moments where you and your buddies are just in the in your room sitting at a Uh, mic just just laughing it up maybe maybe having a drink together take it
0: serious yeah
1: you know enjoy enjoy the the moment enjoy the small moments
0: enjoy the big moments so so going back to the uh, beginning like what was it like when you first performed and started oh it was very nervous um okay (laughs)
1: but personally I have always been shy to sing or rap. I've always, I've always told my family, I'm like, that is, that is the most nervous thing you could have me do. And I mean, out of anything, I mean, I have used very, very embarrassing situations (laughs) and still said, you know, it's still more embarrassing to hear people, me to sing. So when I got up on stage for the first time, it was actually the last goodbye performance video that is on my YouTube. For that song, that was the first live performance I'd actually done in front of people. And so it was very, I don't even know that. Yeah, it was very nerve wracking, but I had confidence in myself. You had worked this long, you know, these people are here for a good time. I started my song, Warm Welcome, and coming out with fast bars like that, I got a lot of looks (laughs) right away, which only (laughs) added to the pressure. And it's like, (laughs) all right, well, now we got to top this um and then played last goodbye that was the uh i had a three song set then i had a song uh summer vibes with uh with my buddy and it was it was very nerve-wracking but you know what it was
0: a lot of fun i wouldn't trade it i really wouldn't everyone goes through stuff like that in the beginning and also to go back to what you said like enjoy the moment a lot of people stress a lot of people when they reach the top they're not really all that happy either because it's like it's time to get more serious now Mm -hmm. and like you lose that moment where like it used to be like you used to have fun and you used to enjoy music and now it's time to take it seriously which there's nothing wrong with taking it seriously because we all have to grow up you know Mm -hmm. once you hit the top and you're done you're 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 basically done it's like what now yeah and
1: there's and you know and the risk-taking when you hit mainstream that risk-taking kind of goes away because you look at artists Nowadays I mean you could you could argue Kanye West you know he's he's done a lot of things in social media he said a lot of things but with his music he's taken a few risks some take backlash some uh, applaud it you know there's other artists you know they're they're kind of set in their ways they've hit mainstream they know what people like they're just pumping them out just cuz people like them the risk taking kind of goes away and you know being small I I can honestly say one of the greatest moments of my life was having my friends and family find out, oh, you do music and playing it for the first time. And having them listen to it and be like, oh my gosh. But he's actually, he's actually good. Like I, I at my second show I had friends and family come see me. They never see me perform. Mm-hmm. And they were just I got off I got off the stage and they came down and I remember my half brother and his wife they just looked at me and they're like, you're really good like you controlled the audience, you you just, you did everything. And I can't tell you, I mean, I get chills and goosebumps just thinking about it, but that's like one of the greatest moments, no matter what it is. I mean, you could have 100,000 strangers screaming your name, but to have friends and family and, you know, personally, I like to use a lot of what's, you know, happened in my past to kind of fuel that fire. And so for people that, you know, maybe walked away from me or, you know, doubted me to actually hear the final product, and hear what they're kind of missing out on, you know. I wish I could see their face, but that—that's what motivates me. And I just can't tell you how, how much that actually that experience meant. Like that, by far, no show, no no anything else. Just being able to play it for friends and family, and have strength and have people I know just walk in and say, "Oh, this is you." Or, or like, I had somebody ask me today for my design that I have on my uh, merchandise. They asked, "What is that?" And I said, "Oh, that's my uh, musician brand." And like, "Oh, really? You do music?" And being able to tell them, I, I, "I'm still getting used to that," but that that experience is just so priceless in my book. I wouldn't trade it.
0: Now, when it comes to going to different places to perform, how would you advise people who are trying to be artists on how to find a certain place to start out? Um, fortunately, I've had,
1: I was able to, I'm able to be a part of a. Uh, local group in my area, a hip-hop group uh, called DDC and there's a guy over it, um, his name is Chris Jeebus and he's found a lot of like shows and and avenues for me personally. Now I've had to do research um, myself to find venues but he's done a lot of work behind the scenes and in front of the cameras to be able to um, organize everything. The advice I'd give for people looking for their first show, um, call. Use use the tools that are given to you, you know, Safari, the internet, look places up, you know, look venues near me. You know, there are some local, like maybe it's a local bar, local restaurant, local event. They're, they're auditioning. They're looking for people to take a chance on, Um, you know, call them up, say, Hey, this is what I have. Um, Take advantage of any open mics that you have starting out just to give you confidence. Even if, if there's one person in the audience, give that one person a great show you know, just play your heart out because it will pay off if you keep working and just using those opportunities. Um, there's a website I'm a part of, of, of a global website. It's uh, called Reverb Nation. You know,
0: yeah, yeah it allows
1: yeah. you to put your music out there. I've applied for shows all the way to the United Kingdom, um, as local as Chicago, you know, take a chance. Uh, they will probably take more, um, I guess, more kind of established artists but it doesn't hurt for people to hear your song. There's opportunities on there for record labels as well to sign you. So yeah. take those avenues, take those opportunities. It might take a little bit of money, it might take some time. But those calls, you know, you meet people. You could go to one of those open mics, somebody sitting in the audience, they could be a part of a record label or they could be somebody who I've been fortunate to work with, who is a promoter or is trying to get an event started and has people, they're just looking for more. You don't know. So you have to take those chances. Um, Really hard work, dedication, and you got to keep it around the clock. You can't just say, well, I'll do it Wednesday and Friday, everything else. I'll just, you know, party and, and just take it easy. You've you've (laughs) got to, and you, you run your own podcast, you know, it takes, it takes time. It takes time to set all this up. It takes it just takes time. You really just have to do the hard work yourself. So for any any musicians, any creators, take your chances, you know, call people, branch out, take take risks. You have to get out of your comfort zone to be able to grow. So call venues up, Google them, look them
0: up and and, you know, something will happen. Take advantage of any opportunity that you have. When it comes to like socializing with your fans or your audience, where's the best place for them to contact you and then you contact them back? Um, the best places, most definitely Facebook,
1: um, Instagram, direct message. I try to contact as many uh, genuine fans as I possibly can, like we talked about before. You do have to be cautious, but one goal I really set out as a musician and a creator was direct engagement with genuine fans. It's like you're not going to send me... You're not going to send a mainstream artist a message that they're never going to read that probably never even really reaches them. It just reaches somebody who runs their account. The accounts are all run by me. They're all, if you send me a genuine message, you know, asking me about my music, I will gladly tell you about it. If you've got something to share to me, if you've got something, you know, I'd like your opinion on this or, oh, I'd love to hear, yeah, or I'd love to show you a poem. It's like, I, by all means, I am a creator. I love hearing people create. It, get, it inspires me. I hope to inspire them. That's the best places to reach me. As far as my music, it's, I put it out on all major distributions. It's not just like a SoundCloud rapper. You know, I try to do it You know, as professional as possible. It's out on Pandora, Apple Music, iTunes, Spotify. It is on SoundCloud. Uh, I have a personal YouTube account, YouTube Music, Reverb Nation, Amazon, Google Play, try to take advantage of all the avenues because I do spend the money and I do spend the time to make sure it's as professional as possible. So people see it and they're like, Oh, this isn't just like a a fly by night kind of scheme here. It's like, no, this guy's actually, he's trying to uh, make sure that as much people can hear it as possible and they enjoy it. So that, that would probably be the best way um, to not only listen to my music, but to reach me and, you know, and and if you even want to have a discussion, talk about what you're going through or or what you enjoy in my music, you know, uh, by all means, that's that's why, I that's why I think musicians should be there. Creators should be there to to get back and listen because you're at such a platform, you know. E- enjoy the fan interaction. They they're taking the time out to reach out to you and maybe tell you some stuff that it's hard for them to talk about. So the least I can do is, is give them that respect back and you know be like,
0: you know, I'm here for you. I want to listen to you because sometimes that's all they need is to listen here. To I don't know if he still does this, but I remember when he was when he used to own his label back when he was smaller, mm-hmm. even when he was a little bit bigger. Hobson did that a lot, but he did do like Skype. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, he did like a Skype, uh, like a group Skype session. It was like once every couple of weeks, but that dude was mad dedicated. He would talk to literally everyone, like through put them all in one group. And wow, that dude liked to joke. Yeah, he would just talk to them all, and, like, he really was – and there was even this one time where he gave his phone number out, and he was like, hey, if anyone wants to uh, be a friend and hang out, you know, I'm at this hotel for the moment, so if you want to, uh, you know, talk or, you know, that's, network or whatever, That's the dude was
1: dedicated. Yeah, that's, that's actually dope. And, that, and, like, right there, that gives me an idea for something in the future to, to strive for. Yeah. It's like when you have people that actually really want to meet you, you know,
0: that's a that's a great idea for genuine fans, you know. Yeah, It's people don't um, realize that they can really take abuse of like uh, Instagram story or, or live, you know, oh Facebook yeah. live, like, you know, you can talk to literally everyone. It doesn't have to be like one thing at a time. You literally talk to every single – it's cool to talk to Yeah, and, and that's – like, um, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Take advantage of that. No, no, no. Like, uh, it's just cool. Like, I forget what it was called, though. I, I believe it was Skype, but there was, there's another one that he used uh-huh. where he talked to literally like like 50 people like one time. So I'll probably have to pitch that to you. Yeah, that'd be, um, that's a, that's a dope
1: idea. And and really it's, yeah. I mean, Instagram live and stuff like that. Those are tools that musicians, I mean, it makes it easier and it makes it harder for musicians now to be able to do that. Cause like you said, so many people are doing it, but those are tools to reach people that artists never had even 10, 15 years mm-hmm. ago. So yeah, it, it's such a, it's a great opportunity and it's one. I personally need to use more. I've used it a few times to thank people and I, Try to make sure to thank money, as many people as possible, but yeah, that's a that's a tool I I definitely need to start using more. But I knew Hobson was dedicated. Like I have heard stories, like that he's a his own promoter, does his own stuff, and like that's like, dang, that's impressive. Like
0: that man never takes yeah. a day off and ever, <clears throat> <laughs> like ever. Nah. I don't think he does it now anymore because of like him being more like developed. Now that was back when he was when he was still in um, Funk Volume. Oh but even when Funk volume blew up after he did that music video with Tech Nine, he still did it yeah he still did But I don't know if he still does it with under, under, uh, undercover Prodigy now but uh yeah, that dude was madly mad mad dedicated. he did literally anything but one good platform to use right now because it's still it's, it start it came out in June I believe of uh, IGTV. Oh yeah uh, there's not that many channels out now so it's good to like you know utilize that while it's still a bit practically new or even Snapchat. Oh um, yeah,
1: Snapchat is—it's a phenomenal way, and and it, it, there's just so many avenues, like you said, IGTV. I mean, the ability, and I, I love it too. Where uh, Instagram now for business accounts will let you like highlight maybe a moment that you've shared and keep it mm-hmm. on, your page. on your page. Yeah, it's like yeah. keep it right there. It's a, it's a link to everything. I mean, you, social media is. I mean, it's almost vital for an artist nowadays. Like, you, you have to have some sort of social media to connect with people. And so, yeah, yeah Snapchat, Instagram TV, those are great
0: tools. And hey, here's another good idea for you. Um, Like, uh, uh even, like, when you meet someone in person mm-hmm. and you want them to follow you, there's this new thing now. Uh, I think it's called QR code. It's, like, that little barcode.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, you can put like you can put that like in a business card or something, and then like show that to them. And then they can they can just pop that on their phone. Follow me on on Instagram, whatnot, and you can link it to that barcode, and then they can just pop, and there you go. Just pop it there, and then you know meet them when you're meeting them in person. And you know that's a good way to like get your name out there. You know. Yeah,
1: that's actually a you good know? idea. I never
0: thought of that. Yeah, there's a lot of new avenues. Yeah, I yeah, uh, yeah, me doing all this like I, I like what you were saying. I had to study like a lot of marketing huge in Instagram marketing huge but that's the biggest thing it's oh well you know why because Facebook owns Instagram mm-hmm. so Facebook is big so now Instagram is basically bigger now too because they, uh, Facebook bought Instagram Um Twitter I don't you know I don't even know if Twitter is even a good thing to use anymore um, it's good to like talk on yeah I personally I actually don't
1: have a Twitter I've just mm-hmm. you know I've looked at it as like what I'm going to try to get across I can get that through Instagram and Facebook you know Twitter is a nice yeah. tool but it, it it's just it's not my I guess cup of tea. It, it's it's <laughs> it's just okay. it's a lot simpler, a lot easier, and a lot I think more personal for me at least Instagram and Facebook mm. to uh, get in contact with. But but that's just that's one man's opinion. Twitter can be
0: its own great thing. So mm-hmm. I guess it just it was hot back in the day. Though, oh but yeah, like now today it's not really. It's not really. I don't, I, should, totally I have the app, and it's like, I totally forget. <laughs> yeah. The first exactly. thing I go to is Facebook. It just sits there. It's like, oh, what the hell is this? Yeah. It's
1: like, oh, I downloaded that.
0: It? <laughs> <laughs> it's wasting up my memory. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like, delete. I need some more space for some pictures. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, yeah, all this stuff. Like, even there's Live Me. Um, I don't know if you heard of that. Uh-uh. Um, well, Live Me is. So basically, and whoever's here listening um live me is basically an application where you can do one video live video but then it goes it, sh- it can shoot out to. you can use that link and shoot it out to all your platforms oh wow yeah there's like a bunch of stuff out there anymore like I was like studying all this marketing yeah a lot of stuff but it's still in the works the only downfall is when you do that you're you're going to have that which i think it's stupid but they're they're doing it for branding purposes it leaves that the watermark live me watermark on there you know that's the downside about it yeah that's kind of the reason why i unless i think unless you buy it you buy a certain thing they take it off Mm -hmm. that's the one thing that i think is no no um to do that but you know or uh you know kickstarters help you know manifest does that to do all his albums good artist, by the way a uh, hip-hop artist slash rocker rocker um kickstarter helps patreon patreon helps oh yeah I, uh, yeah i know a lot of people on patreon that yeah but you know it's a new world it's not like you can sell things in a trunk in your car you can you can use sell it sell it on instagram now just pop it and it, link it to your website and there you go you can sell songs on your instagram yeah, and it's it's ridiculous. Like, um,
1: you know, I had the idea for a website, but, you know, I I was going through my Facebook. Your Facebook business page, There's a sh- you can change your layout to add a shop. And, you yeah. know, I'm like, okay, well, I need to brand the mer- uh, merchandise and be able to get it out there. I mean, how, how perfect is that? You already got people looking at your music. Yeah. Now you can advertise all of your stuff right there for an artist. And it's yeah. like, I mean, you really doesn't get a whole lot easier than that i mean if it is then we're just we're very yeah we're almost regressing as people because the work that we have to put in is so minuscule compared but like (laughs) it's like you said there's so many tools out there it's like just take advantage of them
0: yeah even this new thing called facebook vr you know you can you can probably i think i I don't know but you can probably put the headset on and actually it's actually you're right there with your fan you know what i'm saying that's you can, that's like, crazy. I've seen people do that, and it's like, whoa, okay, all right. This is a game changer, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like everything is so freaking new. I mean, it's still like boxy. It's like it's like you're back in PlayStation One days, but still, <laughs> or like back when Nintendo Wii was a hit with those little uh, avatars and the circles and whatnot. Yeah, you know, you're going to still look at that, but still, like it's way until it's like the future. You know, like it's going to totally advance and like who knows what you can do. Probably. Um, like I never like Microsoft is still doing this, but they're making this thing called HoloLens. Mm-hmm. And it's like they it's like it replaces your computers and everything is like holographic through the headset and like you can do everything through the head through the headset. Oh, or, no kidding. Yeah, like there's everyone there's like there's even this new thing, like Ericsson's Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. One company took that legit and they actually made a headset that can actually make you feel like you're in a different uh, world and you can travel anywhere in that in that one headset wow that's crazy <laughs> yeah you know what i'm saying so like the the world is so different so i can only imagine what musicians can do in the future it's like oh so do i not have to tour anymore i can just have a hologram do it for me <laughs> and i can just sit back and watch you know they will <laughs> not know the difference i mean i mean they're doing it for freaking michael jackson oh yeah they're I've doing it, it for Tupac. i think they did that for tupac too yeah um, they did it for uh uh
1: xxx too yeah, and it's like,
0: whoa, okay. <laughs> it's crazy though, but it, and and the downside is that like it makes you it makes you lazy, yeah, you know, or too relied on. So it's good to like still do it yourself. But then again, like you can look at it as like, okay, I have to do this right now. So what? How about I finish this album while the hologram goes on tour? For, or goes on tour? So I can finish this album and get everything done on time. Yeah, they... that's that's the positive side. There's an up and downs to everything. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of good things and a lot of um,
1: bad things about technology nowadays. Like you said, you can get complacent, you can get lazy, but at the same time, you know it connects you with a lot of people and it it does it does really help. So you, a lot of it's just about balance and I and you know this like you don't know, you take advantage, but at the same time, don't lose that hard work ethic because at the end of the day, that's you're only going to go as far as what you put into it. If you only put a little bit into it, you're only going to get a little bit out of it. So. Yeah.
0: Takes a lot of hard work and a lot, of, a lot of hours, but it pays off in the end. Yeah. So when it comes to being an artist right now, like even though we have all this stuff, mm-hmm. what are some difficulties in being an artist uh, right now that you wish that there was a solution for?
1: For me personally, you do lose you do lose a lot of time to be able in to enjoy time with friends and time with family. Now I'm not saying you completely isolate yourself from your friends and family while making music. But there are little sacrifices that you make along the way. For me personally, just you know, kind of growing up in 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 a very uh, simple household. You know, keep things simple. When people look at you as oh, you're making music, you know, they think you're out for you know fame and riches. And so, I'd be lying if I didn't say there are some people who were (laughs) surrounding me before that either don't want any part of it because they they look at it as now he's he he's maybe a changed person or oh man yeah and so there there is your downsides but at the end of the day you know who you are and that's why i love opportunities you know to like be able to interview again to be a part of your podcast to be able to explain you know it's not it's at the end of the day it is nice i hope to be able someday to take care of my family with yeah um just being my career and be able to enjoy that but to be able to touch people's lives and give back, you know, and be able to be like, you know what, this family needs help. I have the ability to help them. And if you're, if you're committed to who you are and not changing, nobody says you have to change. At the end of the day, it's how far we're willing to go to get ourselves out there. And a lot of it is to get ourselves out there faster. You know, we see a lot of mainstream, a lot of people have gimmicks. A lot of people have, you know, something eye popping, something catching, a lot of rap today, when you can call it mumble rap, you can call whatever you want. A lot of people were wearing flashy chains or flexing money or colorful hair or something. It's all just a yeah. gimmick to catch your attention. And and people, the sad thing is, they're almost living by the motto. It's like, no publi- uh, bad publicity is still good publicity. They don't care why you're clicking. They don't care if you're like, oh, let me just watch this. I don't like him anyway, but let me just watch this and see how ridiculous he is. That's still a click. Yeah. That's still revenue in their pocket. And, and you're just playing a numbers game to them, they're still getting what they want at, at the end of the day. And that's where it's just, you know, just be true true to who you are. Um, so that that's one big thing. Um, a lot of it, too, the more professional you try to be, <laughs> the more money. It, yeah, the more stress and the more money it costs. And so there's, you know, you might have to sacrifice a brand new phone for uh Two hundred dollars of marketing, you may have to sacrifice that brand new car for. A Shoot, that's of speakers. what Queen did to get into the yeah,
0: freaking studio. I mean,
1: lo- yeah, exactly. And you and you think it's like you know, a, a big step, but in the long run, you know, off, yeah. you
0: <laughs> they, never they know. They could buy
1: about as many of those vans as they wanted in that movie, but you know there are sacrifices. But at the end end of the day, you, I've been able to help people, other people create music. I've been able to show people um, ways of being able to get your music out there and be able to, you know, I've had people look, come approach me and it's like, how do I do this? Or be a part of people that maybe want to model or do fashion or makeup. You know, where do I start? How do I market myself? How do I find my demographic of people to listen or watch or view? And so even though it's cost money, time and, you know, if you stay true to who you are, I, I I don't regret any decision that I've made with it. And those are just a few of the, of the things to overcome. And like I said before, just enjoy the small things, just enjoy your small shows, just enjoy the writing process. I mean, that's such a exhilarating thing Uh, as a rapper, enjoy the freestyle process, step into the mic, see what comes out, just have fun with it. See, you know, that might be bar. Ooh, I, I really love that bar. Maybe that was a bar I would have never even thought of writing or if writing it's like, let me tell this specific story, but in a way that people compel with just enjoy the small things and it'll, it'll all add up and you'll look back and say, I, I'm glad I took advantage of that moment. And, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot of fun. There are, there are the dark sides to it, but mm-hmm. you know, if you, if you try to stay true to who you
0: are and really commit to that, it is possible it is possible yeah but i think one thing that people need to understand like um there are times when you're in that situation um you kind of get desperate and you know Mm -hmm. it makes you want to sell yourself like i don't know like all everyone's talking about like uh the illuminati and whatnot no i don't i don't know if that (laughs) exists no but for real though like um there are people like i don't know they are them but there are people that you do you you do have to sign a contract for but what's you're sacrificing you know there yeah. are the sacrifices you gotta make, but make like healthy sacrifices, not sacrifices that causes you to like feel like you're losing your soul. You know what I'm saying? Oh, most like definitely. there's a point. There's a point, yeah. and I think some people get a little bit too desperate. Yeah, it's, um, it it's like pain. they're
1: looking. It's like they're looking for people, you know, who are willing to do that. You know, yeah. hey, we'll make you a millionaire. Just sign
0: on the dotted line. You're ours. But we'll and then get you wonder it. why you get, you get stole, like you get no money, you know, you get cheated on, you know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like, because they know you're desperate. And so it's best to do a lot on your own and know mm-hmm. it's good to study the industry too. That way, if you were to sign a contract, get mm-hmm. that lawyer and know what the heck is really going on because you never know what you're signing, you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah, people yeah. think, like, oh, the big bucks and i'm gonna get my mom a house and i'm gonna get some brand new car let's get out of this poverty you know Which is beautiful it's you worked hard for you deserve it Mm -hmm. but really really know what the heck you're getting yourself into because you never know like you're probably not even going to get anything yeah i mean we don't know
1: if i read a contract that said hey we'll give you a hundred dollars but in the end you're going to owe me 500 and if i told you would you sign that it people would be like no way Well, they're just talking about bigger numbers now, but the concept still stays the same. Hey, we'll give you $3 million. Oh, that's great, but we're going to take $10 million from you and anything that you make, and -hmm. your name is now ours. Would you sign that? I would hope not (laughs) because, I mean, you're signing on the dotted line. Yeah, you made $3 million, but at the end of the day, it's all just a numbers game. We're just playing with bigger numbers, but the concept Mm -hmm. is still the same. We're still, at the end of the day, we're going to make more money off of you than you are off of us. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, a lot of people they might end up being worse off than when they started. Yeah. like and, and it's sad because the hard work, they think that they made it. You, like you said, take care of my mom, finally get that car, or, or be able to move out of wherever you're living. Maybe the situation wasn't the greatest. So yeah. I, I couldn't agree more with that statement and like saying, you know, get an attorney, you know, after a certain point, some people do, they need to sit down and say, okay, this is legitimate. Mm-hmm. know, what and know where your money
0: and know where your money is going to because yeah. you never know mm-hmm. like, a lot of people think like okay they, they, you do you do get the money but like what people don't understand is that there's also i think it's like a i think it's called an artist budget or artist yeah. budget it's like you buy this you buy that you buy this you buy that mm-hmm. but what you don't understand is that it's almost like a loan and they don't t- they don't stay they sometimes they'll tell you that and yeah. you keep on buying this stuff you think it's your money but it's not yours and you wonder why you end up going bankrupt and end up selling your house. Yeah, exactly. you know what I'm saying you, you don't keep you don't really know what the heck is really going on. And also, people get mad because the money's not coming fast, you know. And the bad downside being a, a mainstream label, it's not your money, first of all, and second of all, the money goes to the, the producers, the the writers, the concert, the costumes, the planes, oh. the tours, <laughs> all of that. And then they're like, "Well, what the heck is mine?" Well, you better work your, you better work hard because. That little percentage is going to be yours, but you got to you got to step it up a notch. You know what I'm saying? You're preaching right now. I mean, (laughs) I mean, people look at it like, oh, he makes millions of dollars. Well,
1: he's got probably hundreds of people on his payroll. He has his expenses have gone through the roof now. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, he's making ten million. He's paying probably uh, he's probably paying over nine two people and and revenue back to his label, you know, try to be independent, you know, try to be yeah. independent as long time. If the right opportunity like comes up, you know, you don't take it. But like, like we've talked about this whole time, it's like learn as much as you possibly can by yourself. That way, if you're sitting in, in that boardroom and you're talking to somebody, you're not clueless. You know what they're talking about more than they might want to give you credit for. So it's like yeah you're just you're you're straight preaching on that because it's like it's a lot of money that flies out of their pocket it doesn't all
0: just go mm-hmm. to them that's why i think like a lot of people like the indie labels because like a lot of times like it's all you mm-hmm. you're watching yourself you know you know you can still get cheating on sadly that's just how business is, is these days yeah you know but at least like you you're more well aware of what the heck is going on like for example strange music like that's all them Mm-hmm. the highest the biggest independent record label in the world like it's all them like they're paying for their their, their buses and their, their houses and all they're producing they produce it themselves for goodness sake oh wow uh, they probably have lawyers so they probably have like hire musicians to help produce it like uh, yeah. psychopathic records they have people they do it themselves but they also have people to help them out too but they work themselves to get there yeah you know they all start everyone started small you know, mm-hmm. back in the basement, and now to a big old corporate that they built by themselves. You know that I think it's amazing
1: building something from the ground up. Yeah, it's yeah. so hard to do. It's it's a very it's a
0: very beautiful thing to see all that. It really yeah. is. Yeah, it is freaking amazing. Like i see all these stories, all these different stories. Like even like uh, straight out of Compton, that was a beautiful story. But like seeing how where they came from, oh my god, and to where they are now. Like even uh, when I was like at IEP, uh, I met the uh, director of that film actually. Oh no, uh, kidding! Yeah, that dude was an amazing guy, uh, amazing guy, and he was saying like, no degree, no nothing. He didn't have anything, and like he just, he just hustled for it, and he just went through experience and just met the right people and just networked, and straight, straight from poverty, he just did it all by himself. And now, now he's he then he just got done directing. He like a couple years ago when Fast and Furious Six came out, he directed that. Gee, you know that's
1: remarkable
0: yeah so like everything ha- like you have to work hard for this but the thing is just like we were talking about like you, you learn as you go mm-hmm. you know, and you know once you, you keep learning as you go you know how the industry works it's good to have a mentor cool but the more you learn on your own the more you, you know what the heck is really going on and you're less likely to like f- fail yeah because most... you know how to thing how it works all the time you put it you know it's how it works mm-hmm. yeah, yeah most definitely And now it's cut it tight from a word from our sponsors. So here's some uh, uh, giving some deep talks. Uh, so here's some uh, outside the box questions. Uh. <laughs> okay, so if you could build a world of your own, what would it look like? Um, something
1: very peaceful, very luscious, Trop- tropical, most definitely. I think it would still have all four seasons in it. I would hope almost like a kind of like a video game legend of zelda kind (laughs) of feel to it um so you like zelda oh yeah i I mess with anything nintendo Uh, to nintendo and sony those are those are two ride or die systems for me (laughs) Uh, um but yeah it would it would look like that maybe uh maybe a couple superheroes existed Oh um, heck yeah! <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, that's what I, I think. The most part, nice little, nice little beach, uh, some mountains in the background. If you somehow you could bring both climates together, that's what that would look like. I think.
0: <laughs> it sounds like a cartoon.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's pretty much straight out of a cartoon. Uh, but I mean, one can dream. Yeah, that's so cool though. <laughs>
0: You can freaking once virtual reality launches, you can freaking build it yourself and make like yeah. a little Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. A Minecraft. <laughs> exactly. Uh, speaking of Minecraft, how are you feeling about this whole Fortnite thing that's been going on lately? Uh, um, uh personally, I'm still
1: a, a Fortnite virgin, so I've avoided <laughs> it for as long as I don't know how long it's been out. Um, the dances are comical. I think they have its place. I think some of the tournaments, um, like that, that's just its own. That's its own world. I, I'm a, I'm a gamer, and I know how competitive that can get. But I don't know. I really don't know because I think it's, it's, it, there's a good and bad thing to it. Personally, I don't play it. I'm just, I'm just not very big into it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm curious to hear your, your viewpoint. because I really, I really don't know. honestly
0: i haven't even touched the thing i just seen trailers for it and i hear everyone talking about it and it's making me feel like uh maybe i should just give it one try because you can play it for free just to see what the heck it's like and no i guess i look at it but what backs me off is almost like it's a cartoon version of call of duty yeah um, and mixed with minecraft and i'm like i'm looking at i'm like uh first of all i'm not 12 it just seems too childish (laughs) you know some people take that game really seriously though yeah, but it's it just seems like so so corny, I guess. Yeah, uh,
1: <laughs> I don't. If you if you put if you put a gun in my head and said Minecraft or Fortnite, I'm taking Minecraft all day. Uh, and I wasn't <laughs> big into Minecraft when it had that big craze a like four years ago, five years mm-hmm. ago, however long. But now I'll I'll take Minecraft way over Fortnite.
0: <laughs> oh my God! Like some people, I, I don't know. Wouldn't we'll be surprised they made Fortnite the movie. <laughs> Like that's how big it is anymore. That's where I question society.
1: <laughs> that, that's where I start to doubt.
0: Well, hang on, they even made they, they even made a movie for Teen Titans Go. When I saw that when I saw that trailer, I was like, Are you y'all y'all are just joking. I thought I thought it was just a parody. Um, I know. Like they I were like joking. I know now
1: I did see the I haven't seen the movie, I did see the end trailer scene. So any Teen Titans fan, just go ahead and watch it. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it, and I don't want to be that guy who spoils it.
0: You seen Teen Titans Go the movie?
1: I, I I saw the end credit scene of that movie. Oh my god! Yeah, and so I for the OG Teen Titans fans, go ahead and watch it.
0: I mean, I know they're bringing back the old uh, Teen Titans, the original, and they're making a new se- season for it. Uh, they're continuing it. Which when I saw that, I was like, oh, thank God, because this Teen Titans Go has got to go. Like this is ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it's just not. It's not the same. I personally, I didn't actually mind it. Is it the original? Mm-hmm. No. Not by any means. It's not the original. Which I don't think it really intended to be, but it's like yeah, there's just something a little bit missing for those OG fans. Like it's mm. just not the same.
0: It's like all of them. It's like it's like almost cartoons. If you want to watch good cartoons, you have to watch on Adult Swim anymore.
1: Yeah. It's uh personally like growing up on like Disney Channel, Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, I don't most of those stations I don't even watch anymore. The shows are just I, I will admit I used, to, I used to really mess with Gravity Falls when that was on Disney. Channel. Yes. yes. That, was, that was one of oh those shows. Oh, my God. Yeah. You understand. <laughs> by the way you said that, you understand exactly what I mean.
0: By oh, that my show. God. I was at TED, I saw the whole thing. Oh, oh yeah, my it God. Was, it was a
1: mm, beautiful show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now,
1: when it went to Disney XD, though, there was a little bit of a – I felt a drop-off. I felt like it didn't get the marketing at, like before, like mm-hmm. Disney Channel. And that kind of made me disappointed cuz I'm like this is one of the best shows available. What do you mean? Like why why are you doing this?
0: But mm-hmm. yeah, I'll stand I'll stand to that. Yeah. I mean now these days it's like uh like I mean The Amazing World of Gumball was okay and like the uh the um the awesome show I think it was I think it's called. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, that was pretty cool. But yeah. like when it came to Adventure Time and my Uncle Grandpa, which I was like, first of all, that sounds like incest. So What the heck are you doing? Yeah, My Uncle Grandpa. What does that mean?
1: Like, I never understood those shows ever.
0: <laughs>
1: I tried with Adventure Time like once,
0: and I was like, eh, okay. Oh, my God. Then they were freaking remaking. Uh, they're br- trying to bring back Ed, Ed, and Nettie and cow- courage, the cowardly do- cow- courage the Cowardly Dog.
1: You know, some of those shows, like, I think Samurai Jack did it. Where oh, yeah. They brought it back, and they made it a little bit more adult. Yeah. Those are those kind of shows. If you're gonna bring them back, otherwise yeah. they're just kind of just better left undone. Yeah, leave yeah. it leave it alone. It was great when it was on. Just don't mess with it. Don't bring it back up and then tarnish it forever. And people are like, oh yeah, I remember when that tried to make a comeback? It's like, e, yeah. don't talk
0: about that. Yeah, it's <laughs> like freaking um, it's like freaking how everyone dissed on Dragon Ball GT, and yeah. now everyone no one, no everyone's like, okay, that doesn't exist anymore. Now it's Dragon Ball Super, you know. <laughs> uh but like i don't know they keep on reviving. i think it's also because like they sold back then so it's honestly they don't know what what, what ideas to make so mm-hmm. they bring back the old stuff that did sell but they make it more like if they're on acid um, yeah. <laughs> that's what cartoons looks like anymore it looks like everything is on acid it's like just wiggly lines. oh no i'm not i'm not denying that at all <laughs> oh my god there's, there's no there's no there's no meaning behind it. It's like you wonder why these kids got corrupted minds. They're watching this. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I was watching the loud house with my little brother one day, and I was like, no wonder you scream a lot. What the heck is this? This is freaking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, you're, it's, you're, they're not teaching you anything.
1: It's mind numbing. I'll oh take I'll take PBS kids again. Thank you. I'll take the Sesame <laughs>
0: Street and <laughs> I'll take those shows. Oh my god. Back when like, Amma. Emma yeah, Elmo's exactly. uh, coloring, you know. Yeah, like, back, that was, that makes Man, that's sense. scary, like,
1: that's scary, close. Yeah. I thought I was talking to Elmo. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, or, like, you uh, and Kermit the Frog, or, like, the Muppets, like, Hey, Kermit uh, the Frog here, and um, uh, we're, like, to introduce a new show, yay! Like, oh, my God. Like, it's, he- like, all this different stuff. Uh it doesn't make any <laughs> sense. I missed those shows. Even the Muppets try to make a comeback. Yeah, but they did an adult. They, I think they did an adult thing on CBS, wherever it was on. It was like a reality show of the Muppets, and yeah. I was like, "Wow." They, yeah,
1: they the. I never actually saw it. I I'd heard about that. I didn't know if that was actually a thing or not.
0: Yeah, it wasn't. It only lasted like one season. Even <laughs> last <laughs> yeah. it didn't last. It only lasted. It only lasted one season. So you, know what, <laughs> you, you probably you probably don't even know because nobody even talks about it because that's how probably how bad it was. I didn't even watch it, but I know it didn't last. <laughs> I know that for sure. It, just, it was just an idea that they hoped was going to be a big thing, but nope, didn't happen. Yeah, it so, it, it, it just
1: existed. Anyway, I never saw it. It just existed
0: somewhere. <laughs> so speaking of like all these parodies and whatnot, so if you could make a parody of any song, which song would you make a parody of and why? Oh, oh gosh. Okay, probably because it's the most
1: recent. Um, I would love to take... Like either a Migos song or nonstop by Drake in that beat and just just go like just cut mm-hmm. loose on that. Just to just to see, because it would probably be honestly like mocking mumble rap at the same time you're mumble rapping. <laughs> um that would probably be like one of those parody songs I'd love to do. i have actually never given like a big a big thought to like a parody song, but like, you know, I know Lil Dicky's actually pretty good at that. He's Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that probably that probably be a couple of beats I, I'd probably like to do. Like me and a buddy today, we're actually talking about you know if rappers today came out with like a poetry book, mm-hmm. like just just imagine what those poetry like Migos like <laughs> just just imagine what that would look like, like. I mean, it almost, I would love to read like Migo's once upon a time story, like a bedtime story. It's like like, once upon a time, raindrop, drop top. Like it, it would just it would be like, huh? Like it didn't make <laughs> sense in the song. Now it really don't make sense. I'm going to say no more for any copyright infringement or nothing. But yeah, that would be that, that would be the, the few few
0: I'd like to do. Oh, my God. Oh, speaking of that, like they even did that. Um, I don't know if you saw, they even made a video for like some person did like to a modern hip hop type of style of uh, walking in my pocket. <laughs> oh my god, he was like, It was like, uh, walk it in my pocket, <laughs> walk it in my pocket. What's cool? Okay, I was like, yeah. I was like, What? <laughs> yeah, it's like, Really? But All it was right. catchy. I was like, This is stupid, but this is freaking catchy. And I was like, Oh my god, Dr. Seuss was a hip hop artist. You know? <laughs> he made Seuss. up words. He made up words and he made a story. I mean, he you have to admit it, That guy that guy made up words. I don't even know what the heck that even means, but he did it. He did it, and he rocked it and he owned it. Uh, more more credit to him. Yeah, and then freaking he got his songs turned into movies. Like goodness gracious. Even the Grinch, this new Grinch that's coming that came out. Oh, or is coming out. They just they won't let that go. Oh my! I, I, I—the th- <laughs> I, I, only Grinch that I remember is Jim Carrey. that's that, that to me was the best. Other than that, they need to let it go. Yeah. I don't even know why they did that shit. I mean, did uh, brought it back? But uh here's another question: Um, would you consider Milky cereal cold soup, or, or what would you call that?
1: Um, <laughs> I'll call it cereal. Uh. I don't know. My eyes cold soup is just soup I let sitting out too long or gazpacho. <laughs> <laughs> Milky cereal, just um, that's, that's either my dessert or that's my breakfast. That's one or the other. <laughs> that's, I mean, it might be soup for some people. I mean, depends how much you leave that cereal sitting in there for because you might get the consistency of soup. Oh, my but, God. Yeah, I'll, I'll call, I'll call Malky cereal Malky cereal, and I'll leave cold soup. It's, I'll leave cold soup alone.
0: You know, some people do so, put some weird stuff in their freaking cereal. They, be, they put in, like, orange soda or, like, juices in their <laughs> suit. And I'm like, are you serious? Yeah, my brother Why? did that. My brother did that. Like, he put, like, orange soda in his uh, cereal, in his Fruit Loops. And he tried to get me to eat it. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, and I'm, uh, like, five saying no. <laughs> you're
1: like, uh, no. Just, that's it. That's all you had to say, and it's done.
0: No. <laughs> I think it's because like Keenan I think that's probably because like Keen and Kale was a thing back in the day, and Orange So was a huge hit. Oh, so yeah. people put like Orange Soul and yeah. like anything they could put it on.
1: Yeah, but it's like it's
0: it's cereal. Come on, have some
1: decency. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave it
0: alone. Um. Well, so speaking of that, like, uh, what would you say is the weirdest thing you ever seen someone eat? Weirdest thing? Um. It was my brother. Actually, he
1: took he he was this was probably like 10 or so years ago but he took two Ritz crackers okay. and took a piece of american cheese shredded cheese and at the time skittles bubblegum was a thing what yeah skittles bubblegum was a thing and he put it on there and ate it and ate it all and i just looked at him appalled the whole time and very <laughs> disappointed and wondering like why in the world would you ever do that <laughs> Yeah, it's... uh Was it your big brother or a little brother? Little brother. And okay, that makes like, sense. Yeah, okay. exactly, exactly. That <laughs> makes sense. But it was like, no, uh, please don't ever do that in front of me ever again. Oh, it's like
0: when three, these kids are eating those freaking Tide Pods. Uh, yeah, those are those people
1: I, uh again, I worry about society. Because <laughs> it's like, those are, this isn't Play-Doh. They're like, it's not fun to play with, not to eat. Like, it's, just don't eat it. Please, you know when you have to put on the Tide Pods box, you know, not for human consumption. We've got a problem because they don't—they're not candy, in my opinion. They don't look like candy. I've never seen a candy that looked like that or like felt that way. Leave them alone, please. And it's not funny. It's really not funny. You're probably gonna you get sick. Brain
0: damage. Like, what the heck are you doing? Thank you,
1: thank you. You you want some sort of drug? F- very cheap. It's called Tide Pods.
0: Don't <laughs> please don't.
1: Just don't do this, please guys. don't.
0: I watched people hearing this and they're probably going to do it all over again. Yeah, yeah, we're
1: going to start the trend again, and we're going to be very responsible.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know where people come up with these things. Like, oh, um, like consuming like that thing um, where they consume uh, a spoonful of cinnamon. And I actually sh- um, sh- did that once. Oh my god! How was that? It was terrible. <laughs> it, I, well, I'm will. i not going to sugarcoat
1: it. My, I took a big scoop because, you know, you think, oh, nah, I can do this, you know, showing off. And all of a sudden, my mouth was very dry like a desert, and I couldn't breathe. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and one of my friends actually gave, like, lied and said they didn't have any more spoons. They gave him, like, a big, like, ladle spoon and just poured cinnamon, and he had a water bottle next to it just in case, and they stole it from him.
0: Oh, that's so, messed up.
1: Yeah, that, that's totally messed up. That's messed and it's up. like, and he he struggled with it, but yeah, it's not. It's I'm not going to encourage it, but I'm not going to deny that maybe you should give it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> but but you usually do pay the price. Be prepared because it's it, it it sucks all that moisture. It's it does its job. It it means when it says that don't do that.
0: Oh my god, I don't know where people do this. Like there was even that one um. I think I talked about this before. Um, uh, it was like some—it th- was the smelliest fish in the world. And basically, what you had to do was open it, and as soon as you pop a hole in it, you get like a smell that's so bad it makes you want to gag. Oh God, I've never heard of that. Yeah, like... ha- yeah, you just you just eat it, and um, you open it, and then once you open it, you have to uh you eat the whole thing whole. Oh, And even drink the juice. Oh, Why? Why? Yeah, one dude did this with his family, and. He the, he was like, okay, I'm gonna do this video with my family. If, if his he he told his wife, but he sits there and she sits there and is able to uh smell and just stay in the room. She'll get two diamonds, and the, the the daughter will get a brand new bike.
1: Does he and... hate his family?
0: <laughs> it was a huge video. I'm even... <laughs> and like he opened it, and all the were... and the wife was like about like literally like throwing up on his side, and like the dog was like barking at everyone. He was like, so. I got this. He kept opening it and the car was like, Oh my God, it smells. It stinks.
1: Oh my God, dad.
0: Yeah. Like, oh my God. Why are you doing this to your
1: kids? Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> messed up. And then you're like bribing him with a bike. Like it's okay. Like, Oh, just like, come on, honey. Just I'm gonna
0: mess up the kid.
1: <laughs> yeah. He ain't gonna, she ain't gonna be able to ride the bike when he's done. Like, it's gonna smell <laughs> so bad. And then one day is will understand
0: one day. Just not today. Uh... Oh, my God. Like, there's even this guy called uh, L.A. The Beast. He's a YouTuber. Uh And he eats literally anything. There was one time he ate two miniature cactuses. Literally ate them whole and swallowed them. I just have a look of confusion on my face. (laughs) Yeah. He said the same thing. He's like, I'm eating this and my stomach is saying why, but I'm just going to keep on going. Well, but don't... Next question. That,
1: that, <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, it's... That doesn't deserve a, a word response. It's just... Uh.
0: Some people do anything just to give it. He's a famous YouTube. He's a good, uh, he has a good following on YouTube, too. So some people do anything just to give followers. Hey, uh, to each his own. I guess. He's like... uh uh, I'm not. I'm just going to stick to music and marketing. I'm not going to stick to putting uh, <laughs> boiling coke and. Oh it.
1: heck, no, no, uh, no! Like.
0: <laughs> yeah, he did that too. He did that too. No. 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so, if you could go anywhere in the future, what would you want to see? And no, it can't be yourself. In the future. Yeah, if you can go in the future, what would you like to see, and and, and it can't be about. Uh, yourself. Um
1: uh personally trying to think of how to word this. I'm really curious to see, you know, what kind of holds in store for like I guess humans in society in, in like the broader specs of, you know, people always talk about, you know, apocalypse and and stuff like that. I would love to see actually if we ever reach that point. Um and see and see what the other side looks like. Get a glimpse of what happened what led up to that but see kind of the other side to see you know what life would look like after that if you're not going to go so like i guess big picture another thing i'd like to see i'd love to see um you know i'm a big fan of the four like the 50s and 60s i just love i love that era i love just mm-hmm. you know the, the the elegance to it the music the aura of like cities and i would love to see that kind of make a comeback i'd love to see if if, if any if that ever made some sort of comeback, because I think it's like such a it's such a cool era. Like, you know, I mean, you had gentlemen that act like a gentleman. You had, you know, yeah, you had elegant women. You just it, it was such like a, a fun time. It was just so unique and exciting, mm-hmm. but in, in such a totally different way from now. And, and I, I just mm-hmm. love to see if that ever
0: made a comeback. I guess. You know, funny you say that though. Like, I saw this post the other day uh, comparing the fifties. Teenagers to today's teenagers, the 50s, there, you saw them like those gel hair, bad, like, like grease, looking like they're straight <laughs> out of grease. And I saw it, I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. I mean, I, I would do that. But like, you see today's, and they look like they're freaking straight out of a Skittles package. <laughs> and it's like, what the heck happened yeah somewhere yeah, that's literally what it said it said in the bottle what the hell happened? exactly it's like oh, it's
1: somewhere like... along the line we mutated or something happened we like had like the power puff curls like sugar and spice and nothing really nice <laughs> and that <laughs> and that was the outcome but yeah i would love to. See, i would love to see that era make a comeback because it just be i personally i'd just i'd love to be a part of that era if i could go back i'd love to be yeah. i wish i was almost like born in that era just to be a part of that just uh I don't
0: know yeah something about it I think also yeah a lot of things it wouldn't surprise me because a lot of things are making a comeback like a lot of stuff that were happening in the 80s uh they're starting to make a comeback now so it wouldn't surprise you, a lot of stuff uh from way 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 like in that area will come back mm-hmm. like even when it comes to like fashion like the fashion in that area was freaking phenomenal too oh most definitely uh, it was freaking crazy and the music huh. it was pretty intense too yeah uh, even though it was like a, a simple time, but like, but it was still, uh, it was very, very compelling. And plus, they didn't rely on stuff that we had today. They relied it all on their voice, and it's more pure. You know what I'm saying? Or, they, I don't even think they even had as strong of a mics as they had to, as they do now. No,
1: like their voice
0: is most 99 uh, of the time. That was their.
1: That's all of them. Like that's that's just their ability. I mean, they didn't have a whole lot of ad libs. Like they just, they just. I mean, and uh, there was no sustain as like pre-produced beats you 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 played instruments you you messed up you gotta
0: do the whole thing all yeah again. you
1: mess yeah exactly you mess up you're doing the whole thing over again we're not talking you click back a button and you hit loop and it takes you 20 seconds i mean they put in with it i mean there's a reason why it took them years to come out with a second or third or fourth album because it i mean it was just so much harder but at the yeah. same time you know I'd love to see that process love to be a part of it Mm -hmm. and you know I appreciate having today's technology but it'd be
0: cool to just have that history lesson be a part of that I actually got one last question before this ends Uh, I've noticed that being the one person to make that big step is like a huge it's a huge uh, it's scary you know and a lot of people being young or even uh, being old having a midlife crisis saying like What do I do? Like, is it like too late for me? What would you say to someone who's like in that type of situation? Take that chance to go for what they really want.
1: I I would probably tell them if you're you're really legit about it, you have to commit yourself to it. I don't believe in just dropping everything and running with it because, you know, if it wasn't for the job that I have now, I couldn't support my music. I couldn't be able to pursue my dreams. So I would just really tell somebody, commit and be realistic with your timetables you know if it happens in six months and you you meet your goal your destination great i'm very happy for you and i'm glad it happened a lot of people that's not usually the case be realistic set small goals you can attain that are going to build up to bigger goals you know set something specific every day just keep getting better every day whatever it is if you're if your goals to move out west save up enough money to move out west you know, downsize what you can now, make changes. If you're trying to get into music, if you're facing a midlife crisis, whatever it may be, just be specific with your goals because you don't, you're, you're going to know yourself the best. So know what's going to motivate you, find your motivation, commit to it and be realistic with it and use what you have around you to fuel that, you know, use your job to fuel your passion, make sacrifices and buying different things and put it into your passion, put it into your goals, put it into your dreams. I, you always constantly need to keep getting better. Never just settle and say, I'm good enough, or I've reached my top. You can always, you can always strive for a little bit better and a little bit better. And along the way, you know, I believe strive for perfection along the lines. You're never going to reach it, but you'll obtain greatness. So really just, you know, pour yourself into whatever it is and, you know, and, and, and have as many people a part of it as possible. You know, it's a journey with all of you, like, just have fun with it. So really just commit, you know, really, if you got questions, ask questions and be realistic with your goals and set minimal goals to obtain, to build up to whatever it may be. And, and just really just to never lose that, that, that fire for your dream or your goal. Because once that kind of dies, I mean, you got to ask yourself, you know, why am I? Why am I here? Why am I living if I've just if I've got nothing to dream for or strive for? If you've felt like you've reached it all, then you know you got to keep pushing. You got to find something new. Try to find a different avenue. And so that's why I applaud a lot of big musicians who who dive deeper into maybe it's uh, a different genre of music, maybe it's television, maybe mm-hmm. it's writing. You know, just have fun with it. You know, you're you're not just a musician. You're an artist. You're a creator. You know, do do as many things as possible or, you know, for those people that have worked all their lives and are in facing like a midlife crisis and you're still t- trying for that one dream, don't give it up. Cause even, even the small things will make that dream so real. And so, and so worth it. So that, I think that's what I would probably tell them.
0: Well, thank you so much, Arkham. And also um, where can we find your music at too?
1: Um, you can find my music on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music, iTunes, um, SoundCloud, YouTube. You know, I, I always say it. I mean this from the bottom of my mar- bottom of my heart. Every follow, every listen. You know, you may not think that that matters. Oh, it 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 not only makes my day personally to know that you took the time out, but it it does matter. It does add up. Every, every stream you listen to is, is revenue to support more music. Every like, every follow, every positive comment, every outreach of support, you know, it gives me motivation, you know, that people are enjoying what they're hearing and, and, and really motivates me. And I hope to do the same for them. So, yeah, big ones, all major distributions. If you don't have like the paid subscriptions, you know, SoundCloud. I'm on YouTube as Arkham. I post the audio special audio video, so it's not just, like, blink all the time like any normal, like, YouTube music. So it's everywhere and anywhere. Reverb Nation, you know, you can support the cause if you live uh, near me in Illinois, locally or even globally, you know, always performing, always shows. If anybody has venues, they can always try to outreach to uh, book me or try to make a trip out there. I'd be happy to. So those are some of the avenues. And, again, my album, Pen & Paper, December 15th, I hope you get a chance to listen to it I, and always positive feedback. And also if there's something you hear that can be changed, I'm always open to listening and trying to improve.
0: And where can we follow you?
1: Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, and SoundCloud as well. You can follow me to stay up to date with music there. You can follow follow me on Spotify. You can also, I believe, follow on Apple Music if I'm not mistaken i could be wrong so don't quote me on that but those are the big ones especially on social media to stay up with that it, it really helps me out and lets people know what they want to hear next what they want to listen to and kind of helps me dictates also as well for singles to release so fans actually do have a big outcome on the music of mine that they can hear so like i said every like every follow everything it all makes a difference and it's much appreciated
0: well i thank you for being on this podcast i really appreciate it well, I appreciate it was it. A good talk yeah, man. Yes, I had a phenomenal time, and I appreciate you asking me to do this. Yeah, no problem, man. So uh, thank you all so much for listening. This is Arco. Make sure to follow him and support his music. He's a really great guy. Thank you all so much once again for listening to everyone, and always remember to be unique. This is Fernando signing off until we hit our next story. But before I go, I just got one more question for all of y'all who are fighting for your dreams. What's your story?